Prison is intended to strip away all things. When a person is in prison, they have no sense of personal identity. They must leave all of their clothes behind and assume an outfit that matches the others that are in prison. They must leave their assets behind, their identities, their achievements, their recognition, often even their name. You might remember in Les Mis, Jean Valjean sings a song where he is is pondering who he is. And he ends that song by saying his number, 24601. Prison is meant to strip people of everything. That is the punishment. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, perhaps you know that name, he was a Lutheran pastor in, during, in Germany during the time of Hitler's reign. He and some other clergy did not go with the national church who were siding with Hitler. Dietrich and some other clergy felt like what Hitler was doing was wrong, and they actually went underground for protection and to consider what a faithful response might be to what Hitler was doing. For years, they lived in secrecy, considering what might be the right response. They ultimately decided that Hitler needed to be killed. And when it was discovered that they had a plot to kill Hitler, they were in prison. Just two months before Dietrich was hanged by the Nazi regime, he wrote a poem entitled, Who Am I? You see, when we are in prison, we can't remember who we are. We do exist without relationship, but we don't know ourselves outside of relationship. We might be able to eat and breathe, but to truly know ourselves, we must be in relationship with others. So it's no wonder that John the Baptist, who is in prison because of Herod, it's no wonder that he sends word by his disciples asking Jesus, if he is the one who is to come, or if they are to wait for another. John's entire identity is that of a prophet, and he has been proclaiming that the Savior is coming, and he was out in the wilderness when Jesus came. And when Jesus asked to be baptized, John said, No, I'm not worthy to baptize you. And Jesus reminds him of his role. But now John is in prison, and he's thinking about all of this again since he's stripped of all of these ways of knowing and understanding who he is, he sends word by his disciples, ask Jesus, is he the one who is to come or are we to wait for another? Jesus sends word back of what is happening here. Remind him, Jesus says, that the blind can see, that the deaf can hear, that the lame can walk, that prisoners are set free, that the oppressed have liberation, that the poor have all that they need. His words echo back to this first reading from Isaiah, which was written more than 500 years before this time in our gospel. During that time, the Hebrew people had been pushed outside of their land by Babylon, having taken over that region. They were exiles. And they had slowly come back into the land that they were promised, but they still felt the weight 
of their time of exile. Injuries and brokenness were still with them. And they wondered, how long, Lord, until you redeem all things? And this is when the prophet Isaiah speaks in what we read just this morning. The third portion of God's redeeming work. Over these last two weeks, these first two weeks of Advent, the last two weeks we've had, we've heard of God's redemption of all things, of the social order, of all things. And now we're getting even down to creation itself, that God makes a new way, redeeming everything, creation, not only the natural world, but humanity too. And Jesus speaks these words of promise that are to be carried back to John. Remind him. Jesus says to John's disciples, remind him of what you see, that the deaf can hear, the blind can see, the lame can walk, the oppressed are set free. This promise is yet to come, Jesus says, and I am bringing it about. You might have noticed that Jesus doesn't answer John's question directly. Are you the one who is to come or are we to wait for another? I don't know if you're aware, but Jesus never claims to be the Messiah or the Savior. Never once do those words come out of his mouth in the gospel text. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Both of those are found in John's gospel. But never in any of the text does he claim to be the Messiah. He talks about being the son of God or the son of man, speaking about it in third person himself in third person. He'll say, the Son of God has come, or the Son of Man has come. That was a familiar phrase that had been attributed to kings and other leadership and royalty. So it wasn't unfamiliar. But Jesus never claims to be the Messiah. Because I wonder, would people have believed him if he did? Instead, Jesus says, what do you see in me? In Matthew's Gospel... He asks this, this question of Peter and his other disciples. He says, who do people say that I am? And it's Peter that answers. Some people think you're Elijah. Some people think you're a prophet. And Jesus says to Peter, but who do you say that I am? It's Peter who says, you are the Messiah. We know the Savior through relationship with the Savior. We can't know the Savior, any other way. I'm convinced that if Jesus had said, I am the Messiah, I am the Savior, it would not have made him any more believable. And I believe actually it would have discredited him. Instead, he says, notice what you see. Notice the promises of God being fulfilled. Notice. We must notice in order to know who we are and who we are in relationship with God because we long for this new redemption too. We long for things to be made right. Dietrich and his fellow clergy, they longed for things to be right. Just those two months before Dietrich was hanged by the Nazi regime, he wrote a poem, as I mentioned, called Who Am I? And the last two lines are this. Who am I? They mock me, these lonely questions of mine. Whoever I am, thou knowest, O God, I am thine. Who I am is yours. This is the Advent prayer. May we come to make a place 
for God to rule in our hearts so that when Christ comes again, the kingdom may be established. Make room in us, our prayer is during this Advent. Make room in us. Make us worthy to receive you. Because we need a Savior. We can't save ourselves. We've tried. We need a Savior. And Christ offers himself to bring us into a new reality. To reorder the world so that redemption is throughout all creation which captures us. Our prayer this Advent is, Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.